Welcome to The Way Freedom Flies. I'm Anthony. I hope that you all had a blessed week. You're all enjoying it and you're all taking in that uh, <laughs> these representatives that, you know, I guess are getting kicked out because of, you know, they were accused of something, uh, which, you know, first and foremost, I don't think that you should just be kicked out because you're accused of something unless it's, you know, against the house rules or whatever else. It should really be you are, you know, you've gone through the trial process because what happens if this doesn't uh, uh, work? Uh, what what happens if they're proven innocent? Then you've just, uh, there's a lot of ammunition there for them to come back and even a population to come back and say, you are not acting in the best interest. You're willy-nilly. You are not acting as a, you know, representation of what we want. Um, so that's first and foremost for th that guy was kicked out. But we've seen another couple of GOP members that have said, hey, you know, I don't know what, we're not going to be running for re-election. You know, um, that's one thing that I don't... I, I'm glad to start seeing, but everyone's like, it's a dwindling majority and everything else. Remember, McCarthy is one of them, and there was another one. And McCarthy on in September said, I will never quit, right? That was, you know, being to everyone coming up of him being such a bad speaker of the House. And lo and behold, what did McCarthy do? And I get if you need to quit for, um, and you decided to run and whatever else, you have an extreme circumstance, let's say, family issue you know major health issue and you're not kicked out because of other reasons um that is where i start having a problem because if you don't have one of these extreme issues or circumstances and issues with the house and you get kicked out wh then why did you go um why did you go through and say hey I want to run for election and represent you for two years or six years for the Senate. But you know what? Halfway through, I'm just going to say call it quits. I think that there actually needs to be a, you know, punishment kind of for that. Now, I I have no idea what it is. I mean, uh, maybe it is. You can't. Well, they shouldn't work as lobbyists anyways. You, you're, you're out of government associated type stuff for X amount of years or, you know, there needs to, there should be kind of some reflection on this because we can't have people that are going, you know, I am going to represent you for two years, which is what you're doing is you're running for a representation of that district for two years. That is what you're you're saying when you're running for election. So for you to renege on that is a very disappointing type thing. Like, why are you? Reneging. Now, I get, you know, if you have family issues or, so, you know, extreme circumstances, I get that. But so far, there haven't been, uh, this is an extreme circumstance, I'm just leaving. I mean, it's one thing to announce that you're leaving at the end of your term. That's completely different. I'm not running for a re-election, um, and I would be perfectly okay with that. And what are we going to do to kind of, you know, get... Get this corrected now on one hand i'm glad that some of these you know rhinos are starting to you know go through their thing and go there but you know he's going to turn up lobbying or someplace else and just try to destroy the government a different way and you know this is uh it's it's humorous but you know at the same time i do think that 
if you are going for a representation and be that here, we really need to, you have to be representation. I, and like I said, I get if you have a extreme circumstance, family issue, health issue, something that's unavoidable. But these sort of things, if I don't get my way, I'm going to be a little baby about it and pout like a toddler and throw a tenter tantrum and then quit is kind of ridiculous and it shows that you probably weren't fit for office anyways and maybe that's it is that you know you're not going to be fit and that's your consequence is that um in the future more and more people are going to look to see if you are fit and they're going to start asking questions as in are you going to serve out your term here you know it's it's one thing if you're going for a different part of office right it seems there's been no announcement of that or whatever else, right? I'm go, I'm going to run for president, right? Well, if, while you're in the house, you could still run for that, right? Um, but as we're seeing, even with Florida and Ron DeSantis, right? Ron DeSantis, you know, was asked the question about if he would be representative of finishing his term in there. I think more and more people are looking at... Um, people and saying, you know what, you're going to have to finish your term. You can't just go and willy nilly and go and do whatever. So the, you know, there is a, there is a multitude of things that I think about there that, you know, at some point does this, does, does what there is in representation of what people are voting for, for representation style, does it take a toll on them to say, I want you to be able to do this and do it for the term that I've elected you for, because I elected you for that. Now there's a whole side of recalling and everything else, right? Um, that somebody could get out as well. But these are things I do want, you know, to put out there because I think that this is, important for us to actually address because if there's let's say there's another 10 or 20 GOP members that decide to quit randomly in the next year well that's fine right that's that's the way it is I guess um part of this is also you're are you just quitting to quit are you quitting at your end of your term or you know why are you just going like this are you trying to do have nefarious stuff in another way and I I like to see where maybe that would be going in the future here. So, you know, it's one of these things. It's you know, it's it's something that I keep in the back of my head. And um, maybe you guys, if you listen, you have an idea, can also put that out there, or you know, send me an email about it. Seeing you know, maybe suggestions you have. But you're elected for a term. Do your term and do it to the best of your ability. And if you don't do a good enough job, we we'll replace you. Or if you don't want to. Um, if you don't want to be back in the office and don't run for re-election, right? You are, you're announcing for, you know, or that you won't, that you don't want to be here, McCarthy, less than a year after you were put into office. And if you knew that you'd spend less than, you know, 50% of your term, you shouldn't have ever ran for election. You had, you had self-motivating goals, not goals to be a representative of the people. And I was talking to a friend today and we were going through and talking about, hey, you know, everyone calls people out there leaders uh, in government. They're not leaders. They're not supposed to be leaders. We are supposed to be the leaders of that. 
they're supposed to be representatives of us. And I took that a step further. We should not be putting them on pedals. So I don't. I mean, <laughs> not at all. I think that they should be taking input for us and then executing on that input, not their benefits. And the reason why I say their benefits there is because how many times do you see that these people on a $174,000 salary are getting, you know, 100 millionaires, tens of thousands, you know, you know, tens, tens of millionaires, right? Just huge amounts of money. And we get, and we're not getting that return either. So what is their benefit? You know, there is a, if you're doing business in certain countries, right, you, you own a company, right? There's a maximum, a lot of this, that gifts you can actually give to government or gifts you can receive from government officials or give, right? There's that sort of thing in place, right? To help undo, help to stop bribery. And one thing I've, I've always, you know, been like, well, you know, that's nice, but how many people are giving them a whole bunch of money to be able to get over the, like every person that would have to be giving that limit here in the United States in order for them to have their return that they're getting basically. Um, and it, it's kind of crazy to think that all this money and everything being spent is, um, you know, is just less lobbying and everything else is just being spent on these politicians where it'd probably be better, you know, in other areas. So there is that. Now I have to say, let's go into Elon Musk. And if you've, um, been on this podcast before, you've probably seen my, you know, cautious Terry tale of Elon Musk. I think that he has good intention areas, but maybe not good follow through on some. And Elon Musk is being just completely just, I'm, I'm he's sick and tired of everything that's been happening. So Elon Musk goes through and he was on a, uh, a show or whatever else talking about, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And first he went off and said, F, uh, F you to uh, all those <laughs> advertisers that pulled their advertising and he even called up Bob I'm guessing Bob Iger you know the uh, Disney uh, dummy uh, <laughs> but he, what was overlooked in his whole talk was he said what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil F them and uh, I'm trying to keep it as clean as possible with the family friendly show I'm trying to have here. But uh, excuse me. But what is uh, what is interesting about that comment is I agree 100 percent. Is people care about looking good. We see this on social media. Take me take a picture of me in my best light. I mean, maybe that's why I'm not on social media. You know, I, I'm I'm on Twitter for the information. That's it. And get it, you know, getting out news faster. That's that's my social media. I guess LinkedIn is social media, but that's job related stuff. And so, when you go through and you see Elon Musk going through and saying people care about looking good, that's absolutely true. And what is crazy is that they're all doing evil. 
Now, when you take a step back and you see the facade of looking good, and then you, you need to be like, well, that was actually really evil, what they are doing. And so I hope that that part of this, and part of what he said, excuse me again, and part of what he said is just going out and seeing past the good and seeing who the person actually is and what they actually represent so that we can then put and hold them accountable for what they're actually doing. In this whole thing of advertisers, whatever you want to say, right, there was, what, anti-Semitic remarks on that they said on Twitter, so we're pulling this. Well, then their ads are still on um, TikTok, which had more. So then who's at fault here? Trying to blackmail people for an end goal has been a has been many, many, <laughs> um, you know, hundreds of thousands of years, you know, type style thing that has always gone on. Right. You know, as humankind has been here, people have used blackmail. Evil people always try to use blackmail. And there's a different thing in between persuasion and um, and trying to do and blackmailing, right? Blackmailing is trying to get the information and putting somebody in a precarious case in order to make sure that you have leverage over them in the future, whereas, you know, trying to persuade them to do the right thing or, you know, to do something based upon what you think is right is is a lot different thing. Now, you look at the Epstein list. Why did, what was it, Dick Durbin block it? I mean, the Dick Durbin, the Dick Durbin dummy also went through and, you know, wanted to have illegals go through and, you know, go to the military. Now, you look in the light stage of the Roman Empire and everything with the, with how they allowed illegals into their military as well. You know, they called them, uh, I'm blanking on what they called them, but they even had a name for those because they weren't really Romans and go take that up. Um, if you want and go look that up as well, but you go in and you start looking, why are you protecting and why are you blocking the Epstein client list from there? Now, you know, there's a real interesting part to this where, you know, where the Epstein, um, client list gets out it, while those people on there will most doubtedly be, um, <laughs> just black bolt from everything which you know that they did some evil stuff probably there so um everything that we know is pretty it does not look good well with that being there well another aspect to this is that then um those are out there and the blackmailing part of it is going to be very hard or a lot harder to do because now the information's out there there's nothing that you're hiding for the blackmail right now, I also think that those people that were, you know, on the Epstein client list also would probably suffer major um, backlash from, you know, gain, from, you know, jobs, you know, their uh, g gains of what they're able to do and uh, 
that is, I think, par for the course. That That is the consequence or a consequence of being on that list. And I think a lot more consequences would come from that. Now, when you do something, this is why, you know, I teach my kids that you have to think before you do. And you can't just go and do stuff. You have to think and assess what is going to happen and what is, you know, going to be the consequences. And you do have to admit when you do something wrong. I mean, I, I feel like that is a, you know, huge thing, right? They, it's something that Congress and government has, you know, shied away from for many, many years. Um, you know, there is, there's a lot, there's a lot out there with all of this. And, uh, you're, you're trying to start correcting things. And the correcting things is going to take people that believe in God to be able to have the backbone to do what is right whenever they come across conflict and hard times. Because right now, soft men, and there's many different soft men in government, we haven't elected strong men, in a, besides maybe Trump um, and maybe a few other members of Congress, maybe Matt Gates have been able to, you know, say, I'm going to actually file and, you know, kick McCarthy out and hold him to the standard that we said he was going to hold to. And, you know, you have those people, but overall they are weak. And that is why we've created a hard time is because weak people create hard times. They always do. Um, strong people, you know, that go through, whether you like them or not, they have a clear vision and a clear path of where they want to go, and they are working to complete that and execute that. Where that's why, you know, I'm such a huge fan of getting more Christians involved in government. I mean, let's take this. Uh, I meme, therefore I am. Checked him out on Twitter, great follow. All these memers I, I really enjoy. Um, but, you know, he not only does he put memes out, but he has this great um, tweet. And if I remember, I'm going to put the tweet in the description of the podcast. So the tweet was Republicans, and he just goes through a list. They wouldn't investigate voter fraud. They wouldn't investigate Pelosi on January 6th. Wouldn't investigate the FBI. Wouldn't investigate Fauci. Wouldn't investigate where billions for Ukraine was spent on wouldn't investigate the southern border illegal crossing wouldn't impeach biden wouldn't impeach uh mccorris wouldn't expel democrats wouldn't remove rnc leadership but they expelled santos because the media and the democrats told them to do so stop donating to the gop now santos was accused of something now we shall see if that something comes to fruition I mean, we know there was a Democrat, and he was accused of something else. He's still in Congress, in the Senate, until he's, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he's proven guilty or not. I haven't followed that case that closely. Um, but Republicans are always thinking they are holier than thou when they actually are doing evil. This is what Elon Musk says. We are doing and looking good, but we will do evil whenever possible. And 
when, when you don't go after and you just do the basics, voter fraud, that's pretty basic thing, right? We're seeing, what was it, in Louisiana, there is a, um, uh, uh, there was a case down there where a recount happened. They found 11 votes in a county for sheriff, right? 11 fraud votes. Guess what? Those fraud votes were determined that the uh, judge determined that then the, the election was void. 11 votes. Remember, this was a one-point victory for the Democrat that, you know, Democrat sheriff. It should just be two sheriffs on the list. We really have to start getting rid of these parties in starting to drive me insane in fact i would recommend that all states require that you cannot put a party on the ballot that'd be awesome it would make the parties actually have to do more work and uh to get to you know market people but also have to explain why you have to vote for somebody instead of just because an r or a d or an i or c you know c for constitutionalist or l for libertarian or any green green for green party was on the ballot but i digress a little bit here uh, the Democrats can get away with stuff, right? Pencil neck shift, everything he is. And then I get there's a whole expelling stuff, right? Pencil neck shift actually went through, and guess what? He peddled a document knowing it was fake with the Russian dossier, the Russian misinformation. And he kept doing that, and even today he still talks about it. You know, that would probably be grounds for expelling, you know, somebody rather than, you know, um, somebody going, hey, you know, you are accused of something. And until we get a verdict, we, you know, we're going to expel you, though, before that. You kind of need the verdict first. You and that's why, you know, this country was innocent until proven guilty. While I do talk about things that looks like it ha is, you know. This person may have done something. You'll notice that I always say may. And I say we have to, at the end, we have to wait for the determination at the end. And that's the way how I always address things and how I always want to address things. But we are moving so far from that. And I don't know if people are realizing, if people like that. Um, but this is this is one of those things where... I really hope that we are going to take back some of this craziness and and move back to a area of of reasonableness and bring that back. You know, the Republicans are making slow headway. Like, you know, the releasing January 6th videos, they say um, the reauthorization of the FISA is not going to be put into the defense spending stuff great they make it a couple but like you have the opportunity to push where is the impeachment on mccorris or biden it's like they don't read the constitution and realize that there is a guarantee clause that you're supposed to protect the border you know it's not that hard that knowing that since they're not protecting a border it's kind of a it is a direct violation of the constitution like how hard is this you know the trump impeachments were a little bit harder right Granted, nothing came from him because there's basically there was nothing there. But you you start looking at what was actually wrong with with you know the crossing of the border, and they're all like, well, the laws. Well, you go back and you look at the Constitution and see what is broken. 
Like this is not that hard, and the and Republicans make it hard. I I don't get why is Repul- do the Republicans make it hard on themselves, and on purpose, or are they just you know trying to make it hard you know. On I don't know it's they must just make it hard on themselves right, and they do it on two sides. One, they could just be going through and passing stuff. I get it. Well, we have to do, we don't have the full control of the government. You didn't do anything when you did. You're making it hard on yourselves. You go full bore when you have full control. The Democrats do. And it's just like, well, we can't set precedent for whatever else. Precedent doesn't mean jack anymore. It doesn't. And, you know, if you have precedent against the Constitution, it doesn't mean it's right. Right? You still have to correct it. Roe versus Wade. We still had to correct a wrong. And you get it. You can't say any Republicans can't say anymore, but we didn't have this. We didn't have that because when you had it, you didn't do it. Right. So that argument's out the window. So you're hurting yourself from the voting side because you're not doing anything on the representative side inside government, which you're supposed to be doing anyways. It's really, really sad to see what this has come to and how the government treats the people, the employees. We, we have an FBI that's just rogue. Shut down the FBI. If, if somebody can tell me where the good at members in the FBI are, I am willing to listen. But like I've said at the beginning, when people said that there was a few good people in the FBI, I said, no, there isn't. They'd come forward if they were. Good cannot stand evil. It can't. Good has to speak out against evil. If you are a good member, you are going to speak out from the evil that is inside of it. That's just natural. If you are an accomplice or somebody that's just there to get by and doesn't want to stir the boat, you are there accepting the evil as it happens. Many, many people in our government are evil. They deserve what will be coming to them, either um, in this life or the next. God is going to have that judgment against the evildoers. He will. Um, If you don't believe in God, well, be grateful that you don't believe in God. And so what he does to you is going to be on there. Now, I do wish that you do believe in God because I believe God can change you and make you into a good person. However, I'm not going to stand by and accept everyone for who they are when they're doing evil because I cannot accept the evil that is going on. Neither should anybody else. As Christians, we're supposed to accept everybody as we are told you know, by everybody, you can't, you know, point out this. You have to just be okay with it and accepting. You're still supposed to point out stuff. You're still supposed to, you know, call out things. Jesus did call out the Pharisees. Jesus just didn't stand willy-nilly by waiting for something to happen. And we are in a moment where we have to speak up and out wherever possible, whether that is to our friends, to our family, to our politicians, in our schools, to our friends, wherever it is needed, speak out and speak up. P. 
people are looking for the truth. The truth of God is here. And if we are able to bring a strain of truth, whatever that be in, we are able then to then show them that we are the rock of what we stand on, which is God. Jesus didn't die for our sins to just be able to continue life looking the other way at everybody else's evil that they are doing. We're supposed to take his word and, you know, reach out with it. So let's reach out with the word of God and help people be able to realize who they actually are and how they can, you know, grow in God and be able to turn the tide against this evilness. I appreciate you guys listening to The Way Freedom Flies and supporting the podcast. And thank you for, you know, listening, liking. I am praying for all of you out there. I hope that you all will have another great week. And until next time, God bless.